Hi. Um, so the topic today is um, for our discussion and dialogue, labor exploitation. And um, like the minister Henriksson already um, um, kind of outlined in her speech, we have a long history of uh, doing work in researching labor trafficking and exploitation. We actually started already in 2008. And I remember when we started that the, the work, um, labor exploitation and human trafficking were not really connected together in, in people's minds. Um, and we've had a tremendous um, long way that has gone, been ongoing from, from that point onwards and have had uh, a lot of um, in interesting court cases and, and, and examples and uh, the awareness of, of people in, in Finland in terms of labor trafficking has been increasing tremendously and, and labor trafficking is the most commonly identified form of um, human trafficking in, in Finland. Uh, this summer we uh, released a review where we uh, looked back of uh, 20 years of work against labor exploitation and, and trafficking in, in Finland and that has been now translated into English and we will publish it later this year or uh, early next year. But when we looked at that, um, one of the aspects that we wanted to kind of highlight and thought that has been significant in, in looking at this um, is research and then uh, strong cooperation with um, uh, motivated um, practitioners in, in the field. And that's why I'm very happy that I was able to um, invite here to discuss with uh, me um, Katja Piajenu, who, who works as a labor inspector and has been um, working um, over 15 years to tackle migrant labor exploitation in, in Finland. And I wanted to start the discussion with, with Katja Pia on, on what is the biggest lesson you've learned from, from your 15 years of work as a labor inspector in, in tackling this phenomenon? Um, hello, and uh, thank you for the invitation. I'm always very happy to cooperate with Heoni. Um, uh, yes, it's been a long and sometimes a challenging road, but also uh, a very interesting journey. Um, I think the something that I I think more and more nowadays is um, the importance of uh, multi-agency cooperation. And when I say multi-agency, I don't mean just government officials. Of course, <clears throat> the labor inspectorates, the police, the immigration officials, uh, we are all important. But we also need uh, NGOs uh, who work with the victims and for example, trade unions, that we all have to work together towards a common goal. And I think this is um, something that nowadays is working fairly well in Finland. Um, but before you can start working with others, you have to have in your own administration the... Um, 
the goal or the, the sense that labor exploitation is something that concerns also your administration. And I think this is something when I started my work 17 years ago, um, there was a fairly strong uh, discussion in our at, our, at the labor inspectorates, whether labor exploitation is something that concerns labor inspectorates. Um, there were some fairly strong views that we should also only concentrate on occupational health and safety issues. Those, those were the uh, real issues for labor inspectorates. But now, slowly over the years, uh, things have changed, and I think now we have a fairly uniform view that uh, labor inspectorates are a very important uh, player in this field. Uh, thank you, Katja Pia. Um, yes, uh, great points about how awareness in, in, in the organization also leads the way in when it comes to then prioritizing the, the fight against labor exploitation and trafficking. Um, then, Pekka, I hope you uh, hear us. Um, you're a bit newer to the labor exploitation scene and, and you work in the national investigation lead on, on human trafficking in the Helsinki Police Department um, in the special uh, unit. Um, how are you developing the work to tackle labor exploitation and, and trafficking? Thank you, Anne, and apologies to everyone for seeming a bit distant from you right now. Um, this is quite an experience as I'm seeing the both of you on two screens right now, and they are not in sync with the speeds, so it's very multimedia right now. Uh, but as I said, um, the police have only had uh, this special unit for a bit over a year and a half now. And before that, we had a specialized team in Helsinki uh, for labor trafficking from 2019 forwards. Uh, all of this doesn't mean that the police has not done anything about trafficking and labor trafficking before, but it's usually been due to the interest of a specific police officer, or then it's been like uh, project-based uh, investigations into seasonal workers or some other form of reaction to the issue. Now we are seeking to be more proactive with taking this work into the structures of the organization, having our teams. We now have three teams compromising the special unit for trafficking. Uh, we have a national team, an investigative team, and then a local team in Helsinki area. So we are very committed into making tackling uh, all trafficking but especially labor trafficking, as that's such a huge issue in Finland right now, uh, to be a consistent and ongoing part of our organization and to make it something that happens all the time, no matter if someone leaves or what the government's own interest might be. At least that's what we hope it would be. Uh, we are, uh, as I said, we are develop developing our own team. We are constantly seeking to learn about how to encounter victims better, how to tackle different and changing forms of exploitation, uh, like this um, somewhat new form of uh, light entrepreneurship, uh, of forcing uh, workers to be 
have their own companies, so to say, to be enterprising uh, under the guise of, uh, or these being the guys that's used to mask the fact that they are workers being exploited. Uh, but we're also seeking to develop um, our national competence network for all police officers tackling trafficking issues all over Finland. And we've just seen magnificent results on what happens when people take the time and really, really look into the matter of trafficking and take the time to do a tour throughout and very like efficient uh, investigation into a labor exploitation case, such as the recent uh, case that came out of the uh, from Tampere, from the Pirkanmaa district court just a few days ago. Yeah, thank you, Pekka. Um, you highla highlighted the importance of taking the action to the structure. So instead of just having these motivated individuals who care about trafficking, it is very important to take the action in, in the structural level. And at the same time, in many of Heuni's research projects that we've done, we've highlighted that labor trafficking and labor exploitation is indeed a structural issue. And it's a result of many different aspects of social, political, economical, and, and, and it's driven by um, inequality and, and global inequality, vulnerability, all these factors. So structural approach is indeed um, needed. Um, we are also at, at Heuni, we're developing a, a, a strategy proposal for the Ministry of Economic Affairs and Employment on how to uh, counteract migrant labor exploitation and this multi-agency cooperation that you both raised is indeed an important theme in that. And I just now wanted to ask from the basis of your own work and expertise, uh, what are your visions for improving multi-agency cooperation um, to strengthen identification of relevant cases and, and, and their investigation? And at the same time also, of course, to improve victims' access to justice. Um, Katja Pia, maybe you can start. Thank you. I think, at least in my own opinion, I think the attitudes are, <laughs> are okay in Finland. We, I, I haven't experienced something that I've heard from foreign colleagues that um, officials are somehow jealous of their own field and don't want to share information between each other. I haven't experienced anything like that, but we do need more structural maybe manu manuals or models for cooperating. I speak from the grassroots level, for example, joint inspections. Uh, we do have, last year there was a project by the uh, Ministry of Interior, and they developed some sort of, um, of guidelines for multi-agency cooperation, and that was a good start, but it was like a high-level well, not high level, but it was more like an overall view of how to work together or how to plan joint um, inspections. But I think now we need the second step 
to actually go through what to do during the joint inspection that we um, safeguard the victims and we can collect all the necessary information, for example, what was covered in the, in the previous uh, presentation, um, <clears throat> how to talk to the victims and, um, and also we have to respect the, um, the rights of the possible suspect as well. So, so a lot of things to, to consider and I think that's something that I would like to see um, in the future. Thank you, Katja Pia. Uh, what about Pekka? What's your vision? <laughs> uh, I think Katja Pia said a lot about it uh, already and um, it's not just your opinion Katja Pia, it's, it's a shared opinion between the authorities that we are very happy happy to share the work and I don't mean to have someone else do our work but to work together to tackle the issue. Um, the Police University College uh, program Katja Pia mentioned about the multi-agency multi cooperation. Uh, that's an excellent start and now we just have to see it carried through to be made into something daily, uh, daily in our operations uh, and have it function in like in our daily work and in tackling all these issues. Um, it's, uh, we, we have the attitudes right now, uh, everything, we have the resources even. Uh, it's not even a matter of saying that we, we don't have enough resources to do this work as we've demonstrated that we do when we set ourselves into it and we work together. But we just have to have the routines about it and we have to break away from just leaning into the familiar people we know and leaning into the familiar organizations we know. So it's not a matter of calling Katja Pia from the labor inspectorate or calling Pekka from the police. It's about the police calling the labor inspectorate and the labor inspectorate calling the tax officials and so forth. Uh, there are still issues to be tackled. Um, sharing of information has proved slightly tricky. Uh, we as authorities have such different legislations on who can share what. Um, the police have altogether different uh, laws uh, compared to the tax officials or the, um, uh, or the labor inspectorate or the fire and uh, safety uh, authorities. But these are just pieces of the puzzle to be, to be fitted together and the work is going on as we speak. We've had um, research into the matter and we are in discussion on how to develop uh, a joint information system that can ease up on this. But having said all these things about moving from knowing people and having the motivated people, we still need the motivated people. We need to give feedback. We need to have the people who are actually doing this feel like they can ac accomplish great things with the job they do. And we need to constantly bring them together, not just in one area, but all over uh, Finland in a way that suits the environment they are in. So I would like to see this as some sort of a hybrid model when it comes to those areas of Finland where authorities are more scattered. And then in, for example, Southern Finland, where we have a lot of the key players sitting quite close to each other and having these big offices, 
I'm sure we could fit fit each other to sit in the same offices, uh, maybe not daily, but at least weekly to discuss the issues, to plan out the new new inspections and to share the information. Great, uh, thank thank you, Pekka. Um, th that that sounds. Um, um, very good to me that if, if people really do share same office at some uh, point of the week, <laughs> the information flow is more smooth in, in that way. Um, now, um, this year in, in Finland, we've had actually quite a lot of discussion about uh, recruitment of uh, migrant workers and and the fact that many migrant workers um, pay for their job and and this is uh, illegal according to the Finnish law and and many people pay even very extortionate amounts of, of money for the job opportunity in in, in different sectors. So I, I wanted to raise this, this question that um, in, in the coming years, there's a lot of discussion about this in, in the media. We will need more migrant workers in, in, in different sectors in, in Finland, as do many other European countries. Um, so how do we sh make sure that these newly recruited migrant workers are not forced to pay illegal and extortionate recruitment fees, um, which of course increase their vulnerability to exploitation, um, so that these people do not end up in situations of exploitation. Um, what do you think, Katja Pia? Um, well, I think it's not just the recruitment fees, there are lots of other issues as well, and I think we need to um, tackle it with uh, two, two, or two, in two ways. I think first is to ensure that uh, all the migrant workers, before, even before they come to Finland, but also while they are in Finland, they receive information in their own language, uh, what are the Finnish rules in the, in in working lives? What are in the work, Finnish working life? What are the rights and obligations in Finland? And we also need to also the government officials need to provide service in maybe <laughs> in more languages than the, than Finnish and Swedish uh, Swedish we have because Swedish is our in Finland our second official language and um, English is provided in in limited uh, or English service is limited so um, I think the in the future we have to have more language options I think that's a big is going to be a big challenge for the government officials uh, in the future. So giving out information is one side, and then the second side is effective uh, monitoring and consequences for the employers who exploit their workers. So we have to make sure that um, the employers realize that uh, it's not profitable to exploit um, workers and there will be consequences if they do so. Thank you. Uh, what about Pekka? Um, of course, um, investigating recruitment that has taken place in some other country than Finland is especially difficult, but what can be done? 
the first step that we are seeking to take is to raise awareness of this issue. Um, from the police point of view right now, in all the cases we're investigating about labor trafficking and a lot of ex sexual exploitation cases as well, um, there is always an extortionate fee to come to Finland. It's, it's the way the, uh, the world works right now. When you're coming from an underdeveloped country to developed countries, you will have to pay. There is, it's just a universal truth right now. So we all have to be aware of the fact that everyone who comes to Finland pays in one way or another. That's a good starting point on seeing the scale of this issue. Um, then we need to tackle the issue. Um, we need to have jurisprudence about it. We need to be public about the fact that this has to be stopped and the people who are being extortionate, who are extorting money from uh, people coming after a better life to seek work, they need to pay themselves and they, the money has to be returned to the victims, preferably to victims and not the government. Uh, Katia Pia raised a lot of good points again, as she usually does, uh, about making sure that the employers, companies, they cannot make a profit out of this. Uh, another side of the issue is the fact that it's not always the companies themselves that are exploiting the workers, that are uh, using extortionate means. It can be uh, even quite big Finnish companies uh, who are employing people who have paid a lot of money to come to Finland. And it's not the companies themselves who are taking the money. It's the people who are recruiting them and sometimes work in middle management or as uh, team leaders in the company and are referring the people to this Finnish company. So all Finnish companies need, who employ a lot of foreign uh, work, who employ a lot of people coming from underdeveloped countries need to be aware of the fact that their employees could be exploited in this manner and they should be really open about the terms and the conditions under which they are employing these people. That there is no one there they need to pay for in money to get a job in Finland. Having said that, these are only some of the steps because we know for a fact that you cannot change the world just by saying that wrong things are wrong. If, if it could be that easy, then we would have done it already, of course. So it needs to be a multi-front effort, combining having the information in their own languages, having the companies be aware of the fact that, um, well, both the facts that their employees might be, uh, might be uh, exploited, as well as the fact that they cannot themselves exploit people without paying the consequences. And we have to reach out to foreign countries as well to develop ways of ensuring that people take seriously um, and place trust in the official channels of coming to Finland for work. We could reach out to countries that send a lot of seasonal workers, like Thailand, for example, um, and work with them to try and ensure that people do trust the official ways. We've had reports coming in that if we set up an initiative to recruit people from uh, an underdeveloped country, no one will take it because they don't trust a free system. They trust the system where they have to 
pay an arm and a leg to get a job, then they know that they're getting something of value. But if it's free, they see easily that it's not of value. So we need to really work about it and we need to reach to other countries as well. Um, thank you, Becca. Great, great points. Because, of course, ultimately why we do this is to help the victims, improve the victims' um, access to justice. And, and when we give people information about their rights and empower them to um, seek assistance and seek justice, um, that allows us to strengthen identification of cases. But at the same time, of course, it's e extremely uh, important um, that these cases then proceed in, in the criminal justice system and that people have um, ways in which to access justice. And, and also what we've been thinking um, in our work in doing research and policy development on, on this topic is how to get um, people access to remedy, especially um, access to unpaid wages that are a um, major issue for, for many migrant workers. Uh, their biggest priority, how to find ways in which they could have better access um, to this when they are not perhaps members of, of trade unions and our system is classically um, goes through through that way to get unpaid wages and, and then we have these people who don't understand the language, don't have um, uh, the awareness on how to do this and, and at Heuni we've suggested some some options on, on this and, and I really hope that in, in the future we do have more possibilities in, in getting people also um, this aspect, uh, not just justice but uh, remedy. I think we are now running uh, out of time, um, so I Thank you very much um, for joining me in, in, in the panel and um, it is always very good to work together with you so we will continue cooperating on these topics in the future. Thank you very much.